Well, my friends, this evening we hear the uh, story, these parables of the lost sheep and of the lost coin. Uh, that these are our possessions, right? There's a sheep, it's part of the flock, and it's lost. And then there's a coin, the woman already has it, and then she, she loses it. And this, for us, can be a cause to reflect today upon what's called the new evangelization. The new evangelization, St. John Paul II talked about the fact that in the world, in the church today, there is the need to pursue a new evangelization, particularly of those Catholics who have been baptized and maybe catechized in the faith, but have since fallen away. That I believe like falling away Catholics are the second or third largest religion in the country. Uh, Catholics who, who were introduced to the faith, but for one reason or another, didn't persevere. And that we have to see, particularly through these two parables, the importance of going after those who were, and at least in reality in their being still are, part of our church. But for one reason or another, we've lost them. That, that we, can't, we can't find them. That they've wandered off. To be honest about the statistics, uh, it's not 1% and 99 stayed, right? It's probably closer to like 25% stayed and 75 sheep wandered off, all right? It's, you lost seven out of the 10 coins. And that's something that we have to then be responsible to say we have to do something about this. To bring back lost Catholics, those who have strayed. And we need, this is important and it's important for them. It's so easy when we lose touch with God to easily fall into all the traps of the world, the flesh, and the devil. It's so easy to just go walking down a road that isn't going to bring us any comfort or security. We're going to find ourselves, we could have read in the longer reading today of the prodigal son, but we read it and reflected on it during the Lenten season. We could find ourselves like desiring pig food, and it doesn't take that long to really become utterly, as it says in the first reading, utterly depraved. Moses was away from the people for maybe about a month, and it took just that long for these people that God led through the Red Sea to become, in God's own words, utterly depraved. They've fallen away. They're chasing after a false happiness. But we can't abandon them. We can't abandon these people that have fallen away. We can't say, well, good riddance, we'll get on without you. No, not at all. Even when, when God kind of, you know, testing Moses says, look, fine, I'll destroy them, worshiping the golden calf down there. Moses, I'll give you a new, better people, right? Moses says, no, God forbid, Lord. No, don't abandon them. These are your people. And again, this was God testing Moses so that Moses would make that prayer. Don't abandon them. All these people that aren't going to be in church this weekend, all these people that went to our Catholic schools, went through our religious education programs, that were baptized, made their first communion, were confirmed, and now nothing. Don't abandon them. We can't just let it go. Rather, we have to seek them out. But on our part, that is going to take effort. It's going to take that we have to do something. The shepherd doesn't just say, well, it, they'll wander back, 
right? And that's the attitude, unfortunately, that's been the attitude of the church for many years. Well, if somebody goes to Catholic school, makes their confirmation, eh, they'll wander back one day, maybe when they want to get married, maybe when they want their kids to get baptized, maybe for a family funeral, they'll wander back. That's not the attitude of the good shepherd. Jesus doesn't say, well, eventually maybe it'll come back, they'll come back. No. Rather, we have to do something. We have to go out searching for them. We, we as the church, have to take the initiative to go find the people that left. It's not their job to come back to us. It's our job to go out to them and to invite them back, to bring them back, to to welcome them back into our house. And take the example of that woman that loses the one coin. And she sweet lights a lantern and sweeps and cleans the whole house looking for it. Again, this wasn't laziness. It wasn't sometimes when I lose something that's not that valuable. It's like, eh, it'll turn up, right? There's a book I know I'm somewhere on our bookshelves I'm looking for right now. And it's like, eh, it'll turn up one day. Like, oh, no, imagine, go, go look for it. Go find it. This is valuable. These are people's souls. These are sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters, our children and our grandchildren. Maybe our moms and dads, right? These are, these are souls. These are people that are valuable to us and more importantly to God. But we have to do something. They're not just going to wander back in. We have to make that invitation. It's not just magic. It's not just that we're going to do the same thing we've always done, right? Who, I, somebody called that insanity, right? Doing the same thing you've always done and expecting a different outcome, right? Like, we're just going to do the same thing we've always done and somehow they'll come back, right? Somehow, something that's never happened before will happen. No, it doesn't work that way. We need to take the initiative. I want to share that personally, I've been so impressed and moved by our team of focused missionaries this year working on the campus at Central. Right here are four young people that have really dedicated at least this year or the next two years of their lives to evangelization, to spreading the gospel, particularly on university campuses and in our case with our team at Central Connecticut State University. And how they just selflessly go up to strangers and introduce themselves and try to build relationships and build friendships and invite people to church. And for all the success, for all the one person that wants to enter into conversation, there's probably 50 others that ignore them or whatever. And they just keep on going. And they keep on trying. We had a young man show up to one of our student events this week who it was just started a conversation with one of our missionaries. One of our missionaries went and just said hello. Just hi. What are you, what are you reading or something? And through a conversation that happened, this young man came to a Catholic event, right, with all of our other Catholic students that come to these things, just for starting a conversation. And texted someone after saying he had so much fun, he looks forward to coming back, right? It doesn't just happen by accident. It's not let's just stay in our bubble and somehow people will find us. We have to go out. We have to find them. And this is the last point. When we find them, we rejoice. When they come back, we celebrate for that. That's a good thing. 
in the, if you read the text uh, in Greek, it is, it's not just like celebrate, rejoice, rejoice, I found my sheep. Well, you shouldn't have lost a shepherd in the first place, but no, no rejoice, I found the lost sheep. It's, it's more the line, congratulate me, right? Goes up to his friends and says, congratulate me, I found a sheep, right? And the woman says the exact same words. Goes up to her friends, congratulate me, I found my coin, right? We should rejoice. We should seek congratulations. It's a good thing when people come back to church, when we're the instruments of bringing someone back to God. We should celebrate. And if, praise God, somebody takes us up on the offer, comes back to church one Sunday, and has no idea what to do, and parks in our spot and sits in our seat, rejoice, give thanks. Thank God they're here. No judgment of where have you been for the last 20, 30, 40 years. No criticisms of about time you showed up at church. I know some young adults that that's, that's happened to them. That they show up at their old home parish and there they are and they see all the people and just try now as an adult to get back to church and they're greeted with, well, it's about time you showed up. And that person told me they, they never went back there. Never went back. Right? We don't judge. We don't criticize. We don't do any of that. When someone comes back, we celebrate. We rejoice. Praise God. You don't know when to sit and stand. You still say, and also with you, when we say the Lord be with you, okay, it's great. Thank God you're here. Let's start working through some of the different things. Let me help you along. Instead of sitting in different sides of the church, let me sit with you and walk you through what we need to do. Let's welcome people back in in that way. We don't criticize their lack of familiarity with the things that we do. So my friends, this is our mission. This is the new evangelization. And we, each one of us, has to be part of that mission. Each one of us needs to take the initiative to go out and find the people that have left and to invite them back, to go searching for them with that zeal of the Good Shepherd. And then when they come back, we... And all the saints and angels rejoice that God's own people are coming finally back home.